Hi, guys. Welcome back to what is now the last session of this season of Bridge Men. Uh, we're talking about becoming more, becoming men of God. And um, everything we've talked about to this point has led to this session that Gary's going to lead. One of the things we want to remind you all to do is make sure you've gone through the verses ahead of time, if at all possible, so you'll understand exactly what we're talking about in the study. I know your group leader has done that, and if you have the opportunity to do so, please do that as well. But what we're going to talk about this time is, after everything we've talked about so far, is be strong. So, Gary, let's talk about what that means. Be strong. How do you become strong? If, if you're going to be strong, you have to become strong. So how do you become strong? Well, you work at it. In one of our sessions, Doug talked about going to the gym and doing the workout and putting in the work. You work at it, you work at it, and you get stronger and stronger and stronger. But you can become strong, but you have to do more work to stay strong. And I think sometimes we neglect the fact that there are mindsets that we need to be strong men of God. If we ever lose the mindsets that brought us strength, we'll lose our strength and become weak. So what I want to do today, I want to refer to a couple of verses. And again, every week we give you verses, as Doug mentioned. But in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 11 and 12, I'm going to paraphrase it just a little bit. Paul said three main things here. He said, first of all, you need to flee the old life and pursue the new life. You need to flee the things that moved you away from God, and you need to pursue the nature of God that the Spirit of God has brought to you. And then he also goes on to say in verse 12 that we need to fight the good fight of faith, and then we need to lay hold or grab hold of eternal life. So I want to talk about these three things for just a few minutes today. Three mindsets that will make us strong spiritually produce spiritual strength. Number one, Paul said, be strong by fleeing the old life, and pursuing the new life. The word flee here literally means what it says. It means to run away, to run away. You know, I think sometimes when we come to Christ, we know what we've been. We know what the old life is, and we're not necessarily proud of it, but yet we kind of think about the old life, and when we think about the new life, and we think about the old life, and we think about the new life, Paul said we need to flee the old life. Let's be honest. There are reasons why we're pursuing Jesus. There are reasons why we're pursuing the new life. It's much better than the old life. We need to have a determination and a mindset that says, that's not what I am anymore. That's not who God says I am anymore. I'm going to run away from that life, and I'm going to turn the opposite direction. I'm going to run towards a new life. That's what repentance is. That's really one of the things that brings us into relationship with God. It's running away from the old life, running toward the new life. And Paul mentioned several things in there that you need to think about that we need to run toward and begin to pursue. And the word pursue in this uh, context in the Scripture means to attend to something, to grow something, to serve something. We need to attend to what God is doing in us. We need to grow what God is doing in us, and we need to serve, give our lives over to what God is trying to do in us. And I, I want to throw this in because I think it's really important. We need a mindset that says, I will not contaminate the new life with the old life. 
boy, too many of us, we've taken grace to the point where, well, I'm just, I'm living both lives at the same time. I'm kind of riding the fence. No, flee the old life, pursue the new life, and don't contaminate the new life with the old life. So I need to be content, committed. If I'm going to be strong, I'm committed to not just what I have become. I'm committed to doing more work to become stronger in Christ. You know, as you were talking, a couple of things hit my my brain on this, and it's, it's the idea of, I, and I know we all can fall into this trap anytime, so we think that when we become a Christian, it means we quit doing stuff, and that's it. I, well, I don't do that anymore, but what do you do? What do you do? You know, what are you pursuing at this point? But, and then the <clears throat> problem with just quitting those things, um, aside from a lot of other theo- uh, theological issues, uh, the problem with that is is that it, it, Jesus told the story of the guy who had, who had a demon, and he came came to the knowledge of God, and he got rid of the demon. But the house was cleaned; that nothing ever was replacing that demon, mm-hmm. if you will. And so, as a result, um, they came and found this demons came out and brought a bunch more, and he was now worse off than he was before. How many times, guys, and maybe you've experienced this? I know I have, where I quit doing something, but I didn't replace it with something godly. Yeah, I didn't pursue anything; I just quit doing it. And the next thing I knew, I was not only doing that again, I was doing something worse yep. because I didn't replace that. But here's something else to think about. And I'm going to read James chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. I'm going to read the verse for you. Each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And if sin, when it is full grown, it brings forth death. To Gary's point, here's something that I think is very important for us to know. And that is, when you are faced with those things, and all you've done is quit them, but you haven't run away from them, you will be drawn away. Two very different outcomes. Paul says, flee it. Run away. Get away from it. Move forward and pursue something else. But if you don't do that, you'll be drawn away. And and in this case, back to an outcome that God is not going to be able to bless. So it's very important what we're talking about here, guys. Flee and then pursue. Yeah. Yeah, flee the old life and get focused on pursuing the new life God has given us. That's the first thing. If we do that, we'll get stronger in Christ. Second thing, we need to be strong by fighting the good fight of faith. The word fight here in the Greek means to struggle for a prize. If you know something's waiting ahead of you, you'll fight for it. If there's a prize up there, you'll fight for it. If you don't believe there's a prize, you won't give your best effort. So here's what I've come to realize about not just life in Christ, but life in general. Anything of value has to be fought for, including the promises of God. God's Word is jammed full of promises, things He wants to do for us and in us and through us. But we've got to grab those promises one thing at a time, and we've got to fight the fight of faith. And you know what I've learned about fighting the fight of faith is, if I'll fight the fight for faith, God will fight the battles I can't fight. He'll fight the ones and win the ones I can't win. But He wants me to learn to trust Him. Well, how do I do that? How do I fight the fight of faith? By learning God's Word and applying it to our lives and living out His Word. You know, Paul also wrote that, that God's Word is, is wrapped up in faith, or faith is wrapped up in God's Word. And faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So as I hear God's promises, I believe them, and I begin to pursue them and fight for those things, 
they put me in a position to win those battles. And I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to put this in the simplest terms. It's, it's not woke terms, okay? So it's probably not the latest expression, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the truth. A life of faith isn't for sissies. Huh. It's just not. It takes real, godly, strong people to fight the fight of faith. Don't be afraid to fight. If you start fighting the fight of faith, God gets involved in the fight, and he fights the battles with you. You know, David said it in the Old Testament. He said, the battle belongs to the Lord. So if I fight the fight of faith, God's going to help me win the battles. And then the last part of, of this little session section is this. If I'm going to fight the fight of faith, how long do I have to fight? Well, how long does any fight last? Some are one-round knockouts. Some it's a 12-round decision. You fight until you win. How long is the fight? I don't know. Every battle is different. But I'm going to fight the fight of faith until I win the battle because God's going to give me the victory. So persevere. Make up your mind. I'm going to fight till God gives victory. So good. You fight until you win. Yeah. Um, speaking of a every now and then I'm a sissy. I was going to talk about that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. No, I just <laughs> think about it, guys. I think you think about your lives, and there's there's shiny moments in, in your walk with God where you you stood in faith, and then there's the sissy times, and uh, we all we all have them. And so this is all part of that becoming. But this whole concept of the fight, um, it's the concept of well, I think of David once again. You you already brought David up, yeah. And the old story of David and Goliath, and we have this picture of him running towards that fight. Uh, you know, D Goliath is blaspheming God, and David doesn't take well to that, and he runs toward the fight. Now, we just talked about pursuing and leaving and those kinds of things. So, yeah, there's a time when you when you turn around and, and fight, and that is for the purpose of putting the enemy in his place, not to join him back in what he was doing. David ran towards Goliath for that fight to put Goliath in his place with extreme prejudice, and that is our where the the sissiness cannot be, where we do that in faith that we're going to win if we don't quit. Yeah. And, you know, Doug, to be very honest, I'm a bit of a procrastinator. I do things when I have to, not always when I need to. I do them when I have to. And sometimes I put off battles until I absolutely have to fight them, and I dread the battle. I dread the fight. You know what? Best thing you can do is size up the enemy, build your faith, and then run toward him, go win the battle. So we're talking about mindsets. The first mindset is flee from the old life, run to the new life. The second mindset is I'm going to fight the fight of faith until I win. Then there's one more mindset that makes us strong. Paul said we need to have a mindset that says I'm going to grab, I'm going to lay hold of eternal life. Every day that I live, a part of my mindset is I'm living for eternity. I'm not just living for now. I'm living for eternity. If I begin to see life through the eyes of eternity, it changes the way that I see everything. Everything becomes different. And, and here's the thing. Eternity is within our reach, but we got to grab it. And we grab it every single day of our lives. It becomes a mindset that I live with. I've got to learn to view life through the lens of eternity because life is really short. The longer I live, and I haven't lived very long, but the longer I live, the more I realize life is short. Life is short. 
You think about a piece of rope. You know, if it's 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years and you tie a knot, but you keep going on that rope, that rope never ends. That's eternity. Life is so short. Eternity is immeasurable. So why would I want to live for 60, 80, 100 years when I have an opportunity to live forever? If I see my children, my family, my job, my wife, everything I do, my church, my responsibility to God, if I realize I'm going to rule and reign with Christ forever, it changes the way I see what I'm doing right now. I love what I'm doing now, but you know what? I'm looking more forward to what God's going to do through me for eternity because he's got plans beyond this life. And here's, here's the bottom line. Our ultimate goal is someday to hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into eternal life. You see, I need to have a mindset that says I am in it for the long run. I'm seeing everything I do every day through the eyes of eternity, and I'm making investments in my eternal future. I'm in it for the long run. Paul put it this way in 1 Timothy chapter 4. I'm in 2 Timothy. He says, I have fought the good fight. Mm-hmm. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. He's no sissy. Finally, and I can imagine when he said this, like, finally, <laughs> there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And then he says, and not to me only, but to also those all who have loved his appearing. Guys, we've been talking about becoming more, becoming men of God. We are who we are today, but not just resting in that, but then, as Gary said earlier, pursuing that more. Yep. That's what this series is all about, training for, and then running, then finishing, then getting that reward, laying hold of eternity, but not until we finish the race. And to finish the race, we kind of run it. Yep. And to run the race, we need to train for it. That means we can't be sissies. Guys, we're calling you, and God is calling all of us to be men of God. Yeah. To be men of God that that live in faith, that we are strong in that, that we that we cultivate that strength by no matter what happens in our lives, let God use it for his good towards his purpose. It's very, very, very important that we understand that because if we do and we all as guys come together to do this as a whole, holy cow what God can do in this world. Yeah. And, you know, if you're running in a race, let's say it's it's a long race, you know, the, the oval track, and you've got to make several laps, and it's lap after lap. It's easy to get in that race and say, oh, oh I'm tired. I'm tired. But when Doug was talking about Paul saying, and finally, okay. what he was saying was, there's a finish line up there. And when I've made enough laps, the prize is there. I'm going to win the prize. I'm not going to stop running my race because there's a prize at the end of this race. Now, we're, we're coming to the conclusion of not just this session, but this whole series. And, and the thing is, uh, this series is ending, but our journey, becoming men of God, growing, becoming stronger, that never ends, okay? So let me just kind of real quickly bring you to this place of conclusion. In this session, we're talking about being strong. I'm going to commit. I'm going to persevere. I'm in it for the long run. I'm going to win the prize. But let's think about what we've discussed these last six sessions. We've talked about being faithful, being faith-filled, being godly men in character and lifestyle, about being aware of what's going on around us, about me being me, and finally about being strong. 
becoming stronger, staying strong in Christ. This is a process that's going to last the rest of our lives. And you know, before we kick it back to our group leaders, Doug, I'm going to ask you to pray for the guys. Because here's the thing, we need to be praying for each other. And I, as a pastor, our, our church, our staff, we pray for you every day that you'll keep growing in God and God will show up in your life every day. You continue your journey of faith. But I want Doug to just pray for you today before we conclude and ask God to really encourage you as you run your race. And guys, just join us in this prayer at this point because we want to bring heaven down into your life so you can see the benefit of all this becoming men of God. So let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you right now that, that you, you take us as we are, but then you take us someplace beyond that, Lord. Yeah. We thank you, Lord, that through your power and through your intimate attention to each one of us, Lord, that you have given us giftings, you have given us a role, and you have valued that role within this body, Lord. We pray, Lord, for every man who, who has seen this, this entire series, Lord. We pray for them as they consider their purpose and their place and the power that they have in you. We pray, Lord, that, that they, they, as they turn away from the old life and they begin to pursue what you have for them, Lord, that your spirit fills them in so many ways, Lord, so, so that the power that comes from that helps change their worlds for you, Lord. May we accomplish your purpose. May we honor you, Lord, with that, Lord. May, may your love flow through us and to the world in such a way, Lord, that they see how much you love them. May we represent you. May we, Lord, be ambassadors for you. I pray for each and every man right now, Lord. May they, as they consider this study, Lord, recommit, if necessary, their lives to becoming more, to becoming more, becoming more of the men of God that you can make them to be, Lord. And, and, and Lord, as they go through the hard work of that, Lord, I pray that they will early on begin to see the benefit and the joy and the contentment and the value of what it means to be a man of God. Lord, we thank you for them, each and every one of them, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Doug, thanks for praying for us. And, you know, now that we're concluding, I just want to say you're God's representative. You're God's man. Be a godly man. Yep. Be his ambassador to your world. And let's see the great things God will do for us, in us, and through us. We'll give it back to your group leaders now to discuss what we've talked about in this session. God bless you.